Welcome everyone to the Jesus and Family Ministry Podcast. Our desire is to help build thriving families that produce great ministries. Settle in, grab a pad and pen, and we pray this is a blessing to you. Welcome everybody to Apostolic Encounters. This is your host, Jonathan Gray. And with me today, I'm excited. I've got my mom and dad. Um, They came in to see our newest edition. And while they were here, I figured I would do an interview with them. Um, The last set of interviews we did, um, we talked about this family and ministry. And one of the things that I've always appreciated about my parents is that they have, um, they put family first in what they did. And um, my mom and my dad, and I'll let them tell a story. Um, but from just, just from a child's perspective, um, I'm just very appreciative of the things that my parents have done for us. I sent my dad a text on his birthday and let him know uh, now as a father um, that it's a little easier to look back and see the sacrifices and things that have been made, um, the things that happen. And you're like, OK, so um, that wasn't as easy as it seemed when I was a child. So without further ado, thankful to have my mom and dad here with me today. And uh, we're going to pray, and then we're just going to hop in, and they're going to do a little bit of background, and then we're just going to roll from there. Father, we come before you this this afternoon, God, this morning. Lord, and we ask, God, that you would have your way. Lord, we ask this podcast would bless someone's heart and their mind. Lord, and I pray today, Lord Jesus, that you would guide our conversation, God, guide our words, Lord. And I pray, God, that it would build someone up. God, bring encouragement to someone. Very thankful, oh God, for what you've done in my life. And very thankful, God, to be able to share that with other people. God, we give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Mom and Dad, it's good to have you guys on today. It's good to be here. (laughs) It's awesome having you guys on. I'm very excited. So you all can't see this because obviously we don't do video on this one yet. But um, from my from my face inside, I'm doing what my mom would call happy dance. So, (laughs) um, but just background for you all for those who don't know who you all are. um, Who are you guys? Um, Obviously, I know you're Mom and Dad. You know, first names Jeff and Zena, but. Um, who are you guys, background, and uh, to where you guys are at today? Okay, first of all, my name is Jeff Gray, or Jeffrey Gray, and um, I'm from Greenwood, Mississippi. Um, originally born there, raised there until I uh, enlisted in the military, but prior to enlisting in it, well, I enlisted in the military, and then um, my wife and I, Zena, were married, but we met at a very young age and uh, wasn't really prepared for marriage, at least I thought I was at that time. And uh, we waited some time and I enlisted in the military and we were married just after I finished basic training and in the process of going through advanced individual training. Um, A little bit about myself, like I said before, I am uh, from Greenwood, Mississippi. I've experienced a lot of things while growing up in the South uh, and it helped me to become the person that I am, especially once I, uh, I gave my life to the Lord. Uh, we spent 20 years, and I say we, we spent over 20 years in the military, traveling over the world, different places, and uh, finally settled in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, where uh, most of our children, the remaining of our children were born. Uh, John and John was born in, in Germany, and that was part of the military tour. Uh, Siobhan was born in uh, Arizona, and that was part of military and of course, Josh and Jeremy were born in Kentucky and in Tennessee. Uh, we have spent, we just celebrated 40 years of being married together. Uh, just want to let you know that you know, the 40 years would not be there without the Lord. Uh, we have experienced uh, issues and, you know, like any other family. But the, the one thing that makes a difference is that we, we trust the Lord and we put him first. And he helps us to get through the things that we get through. Uh, as far as family, um, we both have come from uh, broken homes, and that has made a big impact on our lives on how we wanted our family to be structured when we were married. Um, even though I wasn't, I guess, mentally prepared for marriage, there were some things about marriage that I wanted to see in in our in our family that I did not see in my mom and dad's marriage. And that was that we would have someone there for our children, um, basically that, that they can de- come to and depend on and and not not left alone where they can get into trouble. And, uh, you know, your mom and I made a compact or a pact 
um, long before we were married, that if I was, you know, when we get married, then I would provide for the family. And that meant that, you know, we would not have the income that some people would have, but it was worth it to us to have a, a family where our children had stability. And that's, that's the one thing that most families are missing today. Um, I, I, I can understand when people say that, well, we, we don't make enough to do what we need to do. And we have to weigh it out and see what's going to be more important, our family or our careers. And for us, it was family. If we were going to have children, they needed to have someone there that they could, they could look and say, this is, this is my anchor point where I can drop, drop, jump off from. Going back and looking at my life, uh, I, I can say that I did not have the, the structure or the example to be a father. So everything that I did was basically done off the cuff because there was no manual at that time saying this is what a father should be in my life. And, you know, I wanted to be the best for my children. And the main thing was that I wanted to break the family tree or the, the chain for fathers in my family. Um, there was a lot of things that I won't go into detail, but most African-American families experience that with the father not being there. Um, so I wanted to be there for our children, not just because, you know, it was something that I wanted to do, but I believe it was the right thing to do. And I believe it was what God wanted me to do. So with that, I'll let my wife say some things. I'm Zena Gray. And um, I grew up in Chicago, Illinois, until I was about 11 years old in uh, a single parent home. And we returned to my mother's birthplace, Greenwood, Mississippi. You've heard that name mentioned uh, because that's where I met my husband. And um, I did the rest of my growing up there in, in Mississippi. And um, somewhere, just looking back, um, the youngest of my mother's children, and uh, so I have an older brother and sister, and there were some things that, sensitivities, I think, that God placed in me as a little girl. Um, having a, growing up in a single parent home, that means there was no father there. It was just my mother and my siblings. And, but when I would watch television, I would see families. I would see a mother and a father and children. And somewhere in my heart, I wanted that. I understood that that's what it was supposed to be. I understood I had a father, but at that time he was not part of my life. And so, the, um, as I said, there was a desire that when I grew up, I wanted to be there for my children. I wanted to to be married and and take care of my children and not be alone, then be left alone. Because the years that we were in Chicago, I remember being a little girl living in a 15-story building, and I had a key to let myself in and out in a dangerous situation. And many things could have happened. My mother could tell stories if she was here of the dangers and the fear and things of of latchkey children, and then she as a single woman having to enter into a building, sometimes in a, going in a dark stairwell, running to another apartment because of fear of some someone maybe about to attack her. And so this was my, my early years in Illinois, in Chicago. And so then we moved to the South, a safer place around more of my mother's family. And somewhere in those years, um, matter of fact, it wasn't too many years gone by. I was 11, we moved to Mississippi, and I met my present-day husband, my only husband I've ever had, let me say. But I met Jeff when I was 13 years old, uh, newly 13. And we liked each other and were attracted to each other and, and began to date, if I can call it that. And um, by the time uh, he finished high school, I had a little bit more to finish. And at 18, I was 18 years old, and he was 20, and we married in 1982. And so that passion in my heart that God placed there um, about family 
is to cherish, to love. It should reflect what God says. That was there, and, and I, I to this day, that's there. Those are the things I care about. But I know it's not something on my own. I know it's something God put within me, and it's for a for a purpose beside my own. I, I really, truly believe that. Um, and so my husband mentioned that we've been married now 40 years. May 1st, we celebrated 40 years. And it is God. It is because God is the center of our lives. If my if I was not focused upon God, then our marriage could have ended a long time ago. Because as he said, life happens, sickness happens, struggles happen, hard times come in life. And it's enough to break anyone. But our our common denominator was Jesus. Our common denominator was the word of God and is, was and is the word of God. And so I believe, and I've said this to others, the marriage takes three. It's not just the husband. It's not just the wife that stand before the preacher. But when we make that, that vow, that it's a vow with God to follow him and to obey his word. And so we've had um, four children and uh, so glad to be here with Jonathan today. Uh, he lives the farthest away, but uh, we're thankful for he and his wife and our grandchildren, and we're having a wonderful time. Um, but I just would say that the, the Lord truly has made the difference in our lives. I've been a homemaker all 40 years. I have worked outside the home. I even went attended nursing school for a short time when I thought uh, was possible to get to go, but it wasn't the right time because we had several things going on at that time and I withdrew. But um, family mattered, that the children were educated, that our children were safe, mattered more than a career. Nursing would have been wonderful and, and I would have enjoyed doing that, but not at the expense of my children being left with just anyone or left to be on the street or get advice from people who are who would have wrong intentions toward them. I believe God did place me in the home as the mother while my husband went out to provide for us, to be there, to listen to them when they had problems, to stay up late if they needed to talk as teenagers. And so God has been good. And I don't, though there have been rough times, I don't regret any of it when God is glorified in their lives. So that's, yeah. that's me. That's wow. where I am. I know there's a lot said there. And um, she's talking about, you know, late nights. And I think it's probably one of the things, two things I want to say. Um, one, as you're listening, you can hear why I'm so thankful for my parents. Um, but then two, I can remember, um, you know, those late nights of sitting there and my mom's drinking coffee and I'm drinking tea because I wasn't old enough to drink coffee at the time. <laughs> and um, just talking to my mom to like, you know, 2 a.m. or whatever. And, um, but just the the love that they showed us was, you know, yeah, very, very, very thankful. Um, Daddy, did you have something you're going to... I was going to say that um, it, everything that's happened in our life has been God uh, from the point in time that God touched my, my life. Um, and I, when I'm speaking, I normally bring this up on occasion uh, in a memorial for my mother-in-law, uh, your grandmother. Uh, she's more like a mother to me than a mother-in-law. And uh, if it wasn't for her and wasn't for the Lord touching my heart, uh, I wouldn't be here today. I would probably be out in the street or in prison somewhere based on the statistics for an African-American male. Uh, many of the people that grew up with me are either no longer living or have some negative impact in their life. But I, you know, I thank my, my mother-in-law because, you know, she, she told me, she said, look, if you're going to come and see my daughter, you're going to have to come to church. And I love her daughter enough that I went to church. So on Sundays when I wasn't out hunting rabbits or, you know, doing something that, you know, probably was not good, um, I went to church and and that was a, her mother was an instrument that God used 
to bring me closer to him because he wanted me to uh, be a part of his family. I really didn't know that. But at the same time, as a young man, I was searching for answers and I wasn't finding them outside. I won't say outside of church, but outside of a relationship with Jesus Christ. And when that began to form, God just brought me in and I realized that I needed him as a as a savior. And because of that, I wanted to share that with our children um, and read the Bible and seeing how Jewish men took care of their, their family and inspired me to do the things that are right toward my family and, um, you know, toward God. Uh, I'm not perfect and no one is, um, but I understand and realize that as long as I put my hand in his hands, um, he would give me what I needed and give me the direction and help me to, to establish a foundation for our children, not just our sons, because we have three of them, but for our daughter as well, that they can see that there is somebody who can um, live for God. And it's not just somebody on the television or somebody on the radio. They can see it right there in their house. Yeah. I know uh, segues kind of well into one of the questions I have for you guys. Um, the answer is part of it, kind of with the philosophy of marriage and parenting and just kind of where kind of where that was birthed from as far as, you know, life experiences, looking at life and wanting something different. Um, but, you know, as you all are getting older, you're growing. What season? <laughs> yeah, as you're getting seasoned, uh, as you're seasoning, uh, as you're maturing. Yes. Um, what helped you all grow in marriage and parenting and you know how did you navigate those times that were i mean i can remember sometimes you know just either financially things being rough or um just like relation relationship wise and house things just being you know tough what helped you grow what were some things you guys you know you talked about putting your hand in god's hand what were some and I, I don't use this term lightly but you know like on a practical sense prayer and the word are you know our foundation but what were some other tools that you all used and then how did you guys learn to navigate those those times that were super tough well um talking about things talking about what we were going through praying about those things sometimes together sometimes individually but when just say sometimes when things are rough financially I've understood from studies I've listened to that when it comes to finances, men handle those things, you know, in a different way than women. Not that women don't care about the finances, but it, it does something to a man when he's not able to provide and he wants to provide or, or things are hard. We can't do some things or job loss and it's hard to find another job. Um, I always wanted your dad to know that regardless I was there. I was committed. Matter of fact, back in our early years, I think when we first married or uh, before we got married, we were engaged. And I said, I'd live in a box with you. And I told him that. I said, I, I love you. I'll live in a box with you. And so our first home was on a street called Boxwood Drive. That's funny. And now that we're older, I said, I hope that was the only box that we had to live in. <laughs> it was a small house. It was our starter home. But the the thing of being committed, the struggles, you're committed together to go through them together. It's not, oh, this is rough. These are rough times, and I don't want to do this with you. I'm committed in the good. Those are the vows we stood before God and took. And I meant it. I meant till death do us part in the good, in the bad. We've had sickness, and we've had health. Yeah. And he's seen me through the sickness and he was there and he cared for me when there were, I remember I had to have a surgery, a minor surgery, but it had to be, the wound had to be attended to. Well, he was my nurse. You know, he didn't necessarily sign up and say, well, if this will happen, I will do this. Right. But he was there. And so, and the same for him. It's the commitment. The scripture says, if we commit the things we commit to the Lord, he's able to keep that which is committed to him. Right. And so in marriage, 
It's the commitment that gets us gets us through. So if it's peanut butter crackers, not that I'm saying that's what we've been down to, but if peanut butter crackers are all we have, then together we're going to eat those peanut butter crackers. Yeah. And if it's steaks and, and the best of everything, then we do it together. We, the, the joy and the happiness, we can, we can rejoice together. And yeah. what we're going through is to say, honey, I'm there for you. Yeah. I love you. Be encouraged. God hasn't forgotten us. We we encourage ourselves, each other and ourselves, but through the, with the word of God. I went through a time, I remember, and it was it was hard. And he, he came up with this TTL. And I said, what's that? He said, trust the Lord. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Okay, but I was, I was, he was right, but he knew I was struggling and I was struggling with, it was emotional things I was going through, but you know, I look at that and I think TTL, trust the Lord, and it would make me smile and get me through that hard time. And so it's commitment. Yeah. It's commitment to God first because the standard is his word. You know, we can't get past that. There's no man-made anything. The Constitution, amendments, those things won't keep us. But God's word is true. God's word is forever settled. God is not a man that he should lie. So I can depend on him. If God says, if you do this, then I will do that. Then I I can stand on that. And I can encourage my husband and say, honey, remember, God said, he wouldn't. He won't leave us. He's with us. He will see us through. If we if we won't be weary, we're gonna reap. If we faint not, be right. not weary in well doing, for you shall reap if you faint not. The scripture says. Yeah. So, that's what I found. I mean, we've we've been steadfastly, all forty years, reading the Word of God, attending church, in the good times and in the bad times. Yeah. I thank God for my husband that he's. He's been a faithful example. He's been a hard worker. And he didn't give up. He didn't walk out on his family when things got tough. He just tried to figure out, okay, what can I do? Right. What can I do? Yeah. Now, I will say this right here. When we, before we were married, um, the hardest thing that I had to do was ask her mother for her daughter's hand in marriage. I can imagine that being. And that was, that was really, really scary because you have to know her mother. Yes. To to, to know um, who she is. And uh, as a young man looking at some dark eyes piercing at me and asking questions of, what do you want with my daughter? You see that she's not well and all these different things. And the only thing that really could truly come from my mouth was that I loved her. And I did, you know. Um, I may not have known everything about being a father or being a husband at that time, uh, but I did know uh, that I loved my wife. She wasn't my wife then, but she became my wife and I loved her and I still love her. Um, But it was her mom that just said, you know, why why you want to marry her? Um, If you're going to marry someone, you. You marry them for whatever that's either present or that will come in the future. Um, many people get away from the, the traditional wedding wedding vows into sickness and you know the death until we do we part. You know sickness and health and and death do we part. They they look for the good times and yeah. you know and they move away from that. But as far as me, I want to stay married to your mom. Um, regardless of what disagreements we may have or had, um, because she was the one. Yeah. And I didn't want to do like many people, and you know, and and go out a different route uh, because I just didn't see eye to eye with her, or um, you know, just oh she's too sick. It's it's costing me too much. You know, love goes beyond that. And the love of God inside of you makes you go the distance. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, like I said, it's not, it's not always been easy because we, you know, we don't agree on everything. But the part is that we agree on the fact that we love God and God can work things out with us. Yeah. 
I know, um, for those who don't know, uh, so my wife and I, we have five children. And um, with each one, she's had, uh, you know, health issues and things like that. And um, this past go around was super, super rough. And I don't think I've ever mentioned to my mom and dad, but part of what kept me not going, but gave me encouragement with my wife and being there for her. And, um, you know, there's times where like weeks on end, she wasn't able to literally leave her bed. And um, I would draw on the fact of my mom and my dad and just how much um, I think my dad I was able to see at a younger age or at an early age um, how much he cherished my mom. And um, it just kind of put something inside of me in the conversations we would have, I would have with my mom where, you know, she's giving me advice from the side of, of the wife and different things. And it was, if I can say it this way to, to parents who are out there, um, you know, if you're, if you're having issues in your marriage, and you are, you know, thinking about calling it quits or you're having those conversations um, to really go back to what is your foundation. Um, you know, if your foundation is the word of God, if your foundation is a relationship with God and love for one another, commitment to one another, um, you know, God will see you through some some tough times as my parents are. Um, you are getting the, the uh, abbreviated story. But God will see you through some very, very tough times, times where, um, you know, you may not be able to function um, the way that you would want to. Um, but I've seen God bring my parents through some 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 incredible situations um, where, you know, weren't sure what was going to happen next, what future might be. Um, but God's been good. So that being said. Um, we kind of talked about it earlier, um, but I kind of want to branch off of it a little bit. So, you know, for us, family was super important as far as you all um, taking care of us, making sure, you know, my mom homeschooled us. I still remember sitting in, um, my mom and I were talking about this actually the other day, but I still remember sitting in their bedroom doing little recordings. Um, you know, she took us through a Becca. Um, we did a Becca and ACE, and then we went back to a Becca. We can talk about why later. But um, I still remember doing, like, little recordings, reading a little book with the owls, things like that. And I remember um, I always chuckle now when someone – there's two reasons why. So my wife does not work. She stayed at home. We made that decision um, as well that um, when our children came home or when our children were born, she would come home. Um, and then when they got older and they were out, she wanted to go back to work, she could – uh, but uh, I remember uh, my mom making that sacrifice and my wife now makes that sacrifice as well. And it's it's always interesting to me when someone you know talks about someone being at home and like, oh, what do they do? And it's like, if you only knew the half of what happens when you know the husband leaves the house and he's off, he's out at work and um, it like just I, I've had the privilege of being able to stay home. Um, here and there about to go on leave with the new the new child that we just had. But I would say there's probably not a more redundant and difficult job um, that I've seen, <clears throat> excuse me, that than my watching my mom raise us and reflecting on that and then watching my wife um, you know, be that's her full time job is when they wake up in the morning. You know, she's up. Thankfully, we have family and people who hop in and do all that stuff. But just watching that go down it's, it's, has been very interesting. So um, for those of you all who who wonder if being home is a full time job, it is a full time job and a half. Um, it's just there's a lot. So that being said, though, family, it was a priority for you, know, you all. Um, and some conversations I remember us having as we got older uh, was around, you know, work ministry and family. And I remember having conversations about how there were people who didn't understand why you all were the way you are around family. I remember people, you know, I used to think you all were super strict and now I'm very, very thankful, very grateful for it, especially, you know, reflecting back on some friends that I have and things that happened and it didn't happen to us and situations that people were involved in. And we were blessed to keep out of those situations. It wasn't that, again, that I didn't get in trouble 
but there were certain things that we were spared because of it. But how did you all navigate that, um, especially on a ministry side, knowing that God had called, that knowing that God called you to preach, knowing there's ministry that you all have been involved in, you know, when we were younger. Um, how did you navigate that and prioritize that to, to I don't want to say feel, but to know that you were where you were supposed to be even when people are putting pressure on you, maybe to reprioritize or think things differently. We have had several situations. I won't go into a lot of detail because um, if the information was given, then it would probably offend some people. But there have been times that your mom and I had to just sit down and say, this is what we need to do. Um, we've seen a lot of things, we've, we've experienced a lot of things, and we, we made the decision after praying, this is what we're going to do with our walk with God, because we did have some pressure at, you know, some points in our lives to do certain things that went against what we thought and we believed, and I, I would say convictions. Um, we didn't change the convictions that we had, we, even though we had the pressure there. Um, and we did what we, we believed that the word, the word of God, uh, wanted us to do and, and instructed us to do. Um, but it wasn't easy. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't easy, uh, getting into ministry because, uh, for me, um, the Lord spoke to me about the call and being in an environment where you have people walking up to others and saying, I see the hand of the Lord on you. And you look at yourself, I'm speaking to myself, and you say, okay, God, you told me, but I don't see anybody, you know, coming to me and saying, hey, um, the hand, I got my, the Lord, the hand of the Lord is on you. Right. Um, the Lord told me himself, he said, I called you. You don't need the affirmation or confirmation by anyone else. When I tell you, I've called you and I've called you. And I struggled with that because I kept seeing, you know, this, this situation happening. And a little background, going a little further back, I come from a family that have several generations of preachers. And when... Um, that happened. I'm like, go. I'm like, God, are you really calling me, or is this one of these family traditions where you feel the pressure? You, know, you, you feel the, the the pressure of being one of those generations where God is, you know, calling you to preach because it would hit a generation, skip a generation, hit a generation, skip a generation. Um, my grandfather on my father's side was a preacher. He had seven brothers and sisters that were preacher. Wow. And um, none of my dad's siblings or himself were called to preach. And then all of a sudden, here it is. <clears throat> I'm receiving a call from God to be a minister and to preach the gospel. And I'm like, God, I don't want to do like my family or be just because my family, because they were looking for that. Right. And I didn't want that, that to, to be that. So, you know, I tell people don't run from God, but I did. Um, until one day uh, God was telling me, he said, look, he said, now or never. And I don't want it to be never. And I don't say this in a boastful way or a bragging way, but, you know, it's not good to run from God. If God calls us to do something, we, then we do it. Um, even though we don't understand, and I didn't because I was waiting for that confirmation through right. either my pastor or, you know, some evangelist or somebody to come and say, God, God said, I'm not doing it that way. And we have to learn to trust God. And he's not always going to do things the way we think they should be done. And for me and your mom, it's, you know, it's been one of those things where we just want God to have his way in our life. You know, bringing us to the present. Um, of course, your your mom and I are now campus pastors of a church, right? And 
you know, who would imagine that we would be in Missouri pastoring a church? Not us. <laughs> but God, God knows. Um, I was thinking, and she was thinking that we would go to Alaska and, yeah. and be missionaries, but you know that still may happen somewhere down the road. But for right now, we're pastoring a church in in uh, St. Robert, Missouri. Yeah. I just wanted to say, when it comes to uh, the ministry, my heart in living for God was to be involved. My husband mentioned missions. Um, and I remember when we would have missionaries come to the church. It was very few times that my heart didn't get so engrossed in that. And I wanted, and I wept. And, you know, I, I've forgotten until recently. I was remembering when your dad was actually visiting me, we were engaged. He'd come over to my mom's house and we were watching something on television and they were talking about World Vision, which is a, a right. big organization that does missions, feeding the children of different countries. And I remember, I think I was about 16 years old, and we were just sitting there in the kitchen watching this on the television, and I was just weeping, just weeping, just wanting to help, wanting to help others and, and do something. And so it was that same type of passion when we had missionaries after we married and, you know, we now have family. And um, my heart was just go out. And I, I thought one day maybe that's what we would do. God would call us to some country, some place to help. But at that time, your dad was active military. Right. And so that wasn't something we could assume would happen. He couldn't just quit his contract, you know, and go. Yeah. And so, but that was my heart at that time. And so um, I got involved as much as I could with church was Saturday outreaches that you right. may remember yeah, yeah. at our church in Kentucky. And so we would go door knocking. I would teach Bible studies and do things like that. But that was, it was easier when there were just two children, you, you and your sister. But then when the younger two came along, it was very hard. And I was trying to keep up that same pace, yeah. but I had more responsibility and a lot of things going on you know, at home. And I remember talking to a, a very wise, more mature lady. I was, I think I was probably 30 something at this time. And, and I was just talking to her I said, I want so much to win souls for God. I want so much to do this and that. And she said, Sister Gray, she said, look at your children. And I looked at my children. She said, they are your mission field. She said, you don't have to feel that you're failing God or you're not doing the work of God. Those children have souls. She said, and this time, at this time of your life, God wants you to focus on that. Yeah. And, and that was so encouraging. That was, that was like water in a parched land because I was not, I, not that I didn't see and love my children, but I wasn't thinking in that sense. My eyes was, were always looking to foreign lands and other places where yeah. there wasn't anyone because that's the image that I had in my mind that I, that's where you go to reach. You got to go to Africa. You got to go to the South, you know, to the Amazon, to South America, right. some far unreached place. But she helped me. I thank God for Sister Condre. I thank God that she helped me to see my children because my heart was already for my children. I was committed to taking care of you and making sure that you were safe and that you had the things you needed. But now it was, they are souls. You don't have to feel guilty that you can't keep up those who are doing those things that you desire to do. Right. And so I'm thankful for that. Um, my, whereas my husband, your dad was called to the ministry by God. I know that as his wife, we're one. Right. God didn't, now God never spoke to me and said, I've called you to preach. I've called you to do these things. I know the scripture says that ye shall be witnesses of me after that the Holy Ghost come upon you. So I understand that we're to, to tell, we're to reach and to right. teach. And so therefore the Bible studies and things like that. But I felt and believe my place was to encourage him. And I then I think that's what I think he would say that. I tried to encourage him and say, honey, you know, you can do this. 
and and stand by him and make sure he had what he needed. I tried to, I remember when he got out of the military and he was, uh, go. he went to school, went to college. I tried to guard his time to make sure that he could, to, you know, get his study in and things like that and, and take the take care of the children or right. whatever. But then when there were those times and I said, you have a daddy, go talk to your daddy. <laughs> ask him. Go ask him. But, yep. you know, I, I feel that at that, though for that, for that time and, and still, is to make sure that he is doing that which God has called him to do. Because with us being one, then we are reaching, we are teaching. He is, you know, he's the pastor. But I'm in, I'm a part of that too. Right. You know, there's no there's no rivalry here. There's no competition. I don't ever want him to feel like I'm trying to compete with him. Right. But anything I want to promote him to do the things of God, to encourage him in the things that God has called him to do, and to be that that wifely support. Right. Wow. I know um, when you're mentioning how you felt as far as the children and wanting to do ministry, it's kind of been a common theme when talking with couples. Um, and from the, the woman's perspective of, of having her children and, or having the children, not her children, having the children, right? And then, you know, the husband's, you know, working and doing ministry and, um, you know, doing what he can to make sure the home is taken care of. But that feeling of, I want to be, and I want to be more involved. And, um, this is not, a shameless plug or like a, a pat on the back for, for me, but just kind of a perspective. You know, my mom has spent, has spent all that time. My dad has spent all that time investing into our family. And, you know, now my wife and I, we just celebrated nine years. You know, we've got five children of our own. Um, we just recently became the assistant pastors of the church that we're at here in Calvary, Tabernacle and Farmville. And um, both my brothers, you know, are doing, doing well. Um, and as people, I would say that we we owe our decency, our ability to navigate this world to our parents investing the time. Um, you know, it's my mom taking time out of class time to go, hey, let's talk about this. We can't go further on this. We've got to take a moment, take half the school day. And we're going to figure this part out because we need to figure this out. Um, and those days of my dad dragging me out into the garage when it was 20 degrees and he went to work on the car and I had no desire to be out in that garage or working on the car, but he needed me to hold the light. He really didn't need me to hold the light. <laughs> and I look back at it now and I'm like, dude, there's stuff we could have talked about things that, you know, if, if my, if my mind had been right and we were a kid, your mind's not there. Um, but I, at that moment, I definitely would have rather have been, you know, as a kid playing with my Legos, playing with my Playmobil inside where it was warm. Um, but looking back at it now, those were times when my dad was saying, hey, I'm going to spend time with you how I can. You know, he was in the military. So most of the time um, he was gone before we were even awake. Um, and then he was back that evening, the afternoon, um, pulling really long days, you know, PT in the morning, things like that. Um, he was a pilot. So there are times that, you know, it's military, they're out in the field for a week, a month, um, you know, deployed for a year. And so all those different things. And um, somehow God blessed my parents to be able to work those two things out where, you know, he's in the military doing his thing, mom's home. But as it, like it will very rarely can I ever say I can think of moments where there, there wasn't a team effort. And it wasn't because nobody wanted to be a team, but there was just times it just couldn't be um, due to just like life situations, dad not being there, mom having to call shots, things like that. But I just, I'm very thankful, um, you know, listening to, to my mom and my dad talk about these things and hopefully it's encouraging someone. Um, so last question I have for you guys is advice. Um, you all have been married for 40 years and, um, I will, I'm going to say this as a son. Um, I think this is, is for me as a man, uh, this was, this is super important. There was a conversation I had with a gentleman, um, probably I want to say now seven or eight years ago. And, um, 
he was talking about uh, he was joke he wasn't he was joking but he wasn't joking, and um, he was talking about uh, having a wife, and um, he had a, he was he was married, um, but then he was also talking about he had a girlfriend on the side, and I'm like what? And he's an older older gentleman uh, at the time he was probably twenty years older than I am, and um, you know he's all smiles and laughing, and I'm like I don't understand this. And um, he's like, dude, he's like, everybody does. I'm like, no, everybody does not. And um, he's like, no. He's like, I'm like, and this is where as a, as a son, I'm very thankful. And I can say proud just to be able to say this, that I could look at him in the eye and be like, my dad and my mom have been married, I think at that point for like 32, 33 years. And I'm like, my dad has never, ever walked out on my mom, never. And he's like, dude, he's like, every man does. It's like, no, every man does not. And I'm very thankful to be able to say that as a man, because I know that they're, especially nowadays, my dad was talking about the vows and stuff like that. You know, people make vows that have to do with how they feel, but not the situations that they're going to go through and the commitment they'll have through those situations. It's more about loving that person in the present moment and um, having a beautiful life together and things like that. And it's like, you know, I... You know, my dad was in the military, and I'm pretty sure opportunities in his 20, 21 years of being in the military, you know, being out, being in the field, being with other people, um, it wasn't that opportunities weren't there. But his faithfulness to my mom was and is, um, you know, an example to me and to my brothers and to my sister. Um, you know, they hit 40 years, and it's not 40 years with an asterisk. It's just they hit 40 years together. And so I'm very thankful that my mom, you know, she never had, I mean, obviously, you, know, you hear about military families, my mom, that didn't happen with my mom, my dad, it didn't happen with them. They, they, God helped them to keep that commitment together. And so that in mind, um, and not just that, but just life in general, what would be some advice that you would give, you know, having hit 40 years? Um, and you all have seen it all. Um, you know, you've got, friends who didn't make it with you guys, you have had situations happen in life, what would be some advice that you would give? Um, you can tailor it towards, um, you know, a wife or a mother, a uh, husband or father, or you can just in general, but what would be some advice that you would give? I would say to start off as an individual, not just a, a wife or a mother, but as a person. When the scripture says to love the Lord our God with all of our hearts, mind, soul, strength, all of your being, everything. When God is the priority, truly the priority, that pleasing him is the priority, then it helps in everything else. Unfaithfulness was never a, a thought of my mind to go do something because I want to please God but I want to be a good wife to my husband. And I've, I've said that, Lord, I'm, my prayer has been, Lord, help me to be a good wife. There are times in, my, in our marriage that I thought, oh, I didn't say that right. You know, I wasn't so kind there. You know, go have a Pop-Tart. I don't want to make breakfast this morning. <laughs> but then I think, you know, he works hard. I don't want to give you a Pop-Tart. Yeah. And I go make the breakfast. You know, I didn't want to, you know, I don't want to be lazy or whatever. But, you know, and I say that jokingly, but in real, in, in all honesty, it is wanting to please God, knowing that God sees me when nobody else sees me. Yeah. That what people think they're getting away with, if they would just realize God sees them at all times, yeah. if they would be committed to him, um, then it, it would help them rule their lives in every area. But when God is not the focus, when God is not the center, and I know that it may sound that I've been saying God a lot, but it, that is yeah. the difference. You know, the Lord tells us how we obey his word, that we receive blessings and we receive honor and, and, and we'll even one day inherit heaven when we've obeyed the word of God for salvation. But in it, he tells us how to live in this life. And, you know, wives love your husbands and, and, and husbands, you know, how they are to, 
to be toward their wives and, and children, towards their parents. God has, in, in the Bible, in the Word of God, is, a, is our guide for life. And so for me, I would say that my commitment first started with God. Yeah. Help me to be faithful. When your dad went overseas for a year, you know, and when he would be off in these different places, sometimes months or weeks, um, the times when he could help and the times when he couldn't. My commitment is to the Lord. My, my, and I've learned something. My expectation must be of the Lord, that he is my strength, that he helps me do those things. He helps me to be a good wife. The Lord helps me to be a good mother. And if I lack anything, I ask him. I really do pray, Lord, God, your word says that if any man lack wisdom, let him ask you. And so then I ask God for wisdom for those things I didn't know to do. It has been prayer, praying and asking and seeking. When we seek, we will find. When we knock, the door will be open. God will show us. He will lead us and guide us if we're willing to do that. I don't have any philosophy books to offer anybody yeah. or to say, you know, I've I've read good books through the right. years that, but those good books all went back to the Word of God. Yeah. They all focused on the Word of God says this. And so based on that, this is how you can be a good wife. This is how you can love your children better. You know, and there, there were things to learn that, you know, Scripture weren't so specific on maybe how to spending you know spending more time that the importance of spending more time it doesn't necessarily address that right but if you want a good marriage it is important to spend time together it's important to have fun together it's not all about all the work it, I can't let the children take all of my time yeah. you know but it's, it's easy to get out of whack when we don't seek the Lord about those things and conversation yeah. you know your dad and I talking about things and, and being able to him to express and say, honey, you know, I just need you to give, get, spend more time with me. And, you know, and then I can say, honey, I want to spend more time with you, but can you help me with the kids? Because children are, oh, they take up the day. Yes, they do. And when you think you have a moment, they, somebody wakes up and cries and yes, they, they need, do. they need something. And yeah. so, where when there's a, a balance of a mom and dad in the home, you know, then it both should be involved in the child, child raising. But none, I understood also that I was the keeper of the home. When dad was away, I said, oh, here's when they, I remember your sister being a baby and your dad had gone already to Germany. But I wanted her, I wanted her to know who daddy was. So I show her a picture and I say, daddy. And she'd go, ah, deep, you know. But I kept Daddy alive. And right. I tried to do that over the years as you all, as children were born. And when Dad, you know, Daddy's coming home, yeah. and we get all excited, Daddy's coming yeah. home. We uh, go yeah. to the airfield and meet Daddy at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Daddy's coming home. And so I was just, I am, and I was, in the sense of as a mother raising children, everybody's grown now, but the keeper of the home. The keep, to help keep your dad's. Uh, his his person alive in your mind. You yeah. have a daddy. Yeah. You have a daddy who loves you. He's coming home. Yeah. And the things we were able to do together, we did as a family. Yeah. Going to the aquarium, going to yeah. different, doing different trips. Lake Barkley <laughs> fishing. Yeah. You know, and I enjoyed. I remember you all being little and you going fishing with your dad. And I thought it was so cute to see your dad standing there with his pole and his hat on his head. And then I see my little boys mimicking their dad. If dad put his hands in his pocket, the little boys put their hands in their pocket yeah. because they're looking up to daddy. And that's a, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. I'm so thankful because I didn't have that. You know, my mom did the best she could, but I didn't have the balance of a dad till I got dad later on. But those those young years are important, yeah. you know, and I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for what God did. But I, if I could give any encouragement to anyone is if God has not been your priority, make him your priority. Because as the scripture says, without him, you can do nothing. Yeah. Without God, we can do nothing. I can't keep 
my husband loving me. I can't keep the marriage together. I can't solve my children's problems, but we could pray together and say, Lord, help us with this. You know, I remember you were a little boy and got in trouble. And um, I, I, I would pray with you. I would pray with the children after they would get in trouble because I wanted you to understand why you got a spanking. Right. Not just give a spanking yeah. or yell and say, you know, do this and do that. But I wanted you to understand what you had done wrong. And we'd ask, Lord, help, help Jonathan not do that again. Help Jonathan not lie. Help Jonathan not hit his brother. Right. Whatever it was, whatever the offense may have been. And that would be with each of you because it's, there needed to be instruction. There needed to be understanding. And so... Just as your mother, God, if I did anything right, the wisdom came from God, not from me. I just sought him for it. Okay. I want to read a scripture uh, from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 13. And it says, is there have no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. Yeah. I spoke on something of that on Sunday. But the key is this, but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able to uh, able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Right. And with that said, um, you mentioned um, many times if I had something going on, I would come to your mom and tell her, you know, um, this situation took place and, you know, um, I wanted to let you know what, what, what was going on. And I have spent time in the Bible and I've used characters in the Bible, individuals in the Bible, where God has taken those individuals and done great things in their lives. And for me, it was one of those things where um, God showed me this is what we need to be doing as, as men. And, you know, looking at Joseph, Joseph searched after God and didn't allow situations in his life dealing with part of his wife to wreck his relationship with God. Right. And one of the things I will, I will give as advice to young men is this, is that you get into the Bible and you look at the lives of individuals that are in the Bible and how God dealt with them and how they honored God. Um, and allow, allow him to do great things in their lives. And I knew even with what has happened in our lives, God has done great things. And looking at how you, your brothers, I know we have, you know, your sister that we, we pray for, but I am so happy to see that our sons and one day our daughter will, will you know, they honor God. And we, we thank God for that. And it's all because we decided to allow God to have his way in our lives. It is so important to me, um, not just to, not just to um, look at other people and say, okay, these are wonderful people, but I look at our family. I look at what God has done. And your mom mentioned some things about where we've been. I would say to any man, that your family is the most important thing other than God and allowing God to give you direction. Because when, <clears throat> as I mentioned earlier in, in the podcast, that I did not have my father there to give me instructions to help me become the man that I am. Right. I, I am the man that I am today because of God. Um, I could not have loved your mother with the love that I thought I had but it was the love of God that was that happened in my life or brought that change about in my life where I actually found out what love is, true love is really about and, and, and loving your mom and loving you guys because it could have been one of those things where just like any other man, yeah. you know, I'm ready to leave because the pressure is just too hard. But I believe the Lord has helped us through those hard times. And then once again, thinking about what happened to my family yeah. before um, a situation 
uh, arose in our family where God gave us the, the, the victory that we needed and uh, for him to have his way in our lives. Yeah. It was definitely worth doing it. I was on and talented.